Let's keep them in your prayers and be available. Pray for Paul. Um, if you spent any time at all with Brother Todd, It's going to be hard on him, and uh, he's probably, probably going to be able to disagree. And her mother. Yeah, and her mother. Yeah, her mother. Uh, and his sister has been there just about the whole time, too. Well, you know, her, her uh, king's sister had, you know, or more reason she had a uh, I want to say yes. Uh, you need to remember Camaro. Camaro. and Sandy. Uh, you need know, to remember these elderly people. Mm-hmm. And um, remember Albert. Uh, I ran into her drug <coughs> Uh, there is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. 
Uh, they all have turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Uh, their throat is an open tomb. With their tongue, they have practiced defeat. The poison of Asaph is under their lips. Worse, uh, or whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their way. And they, uh, in the way of peace, they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And so verse 19 says, Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become uh, guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is knowledge of sin. That's a pretty strong statement right there. So it says all men are guilty of sin. No one is better than another. No person is better than any other person. To put that into light, we are no better than people that are out there committing all kinds of sins. All of us have sinned. The difference is we have been accepted by God because we have accepted Jesus Christ's sacrifice. We've repented and we are now the people living for Him. And so it says God has shown that all are in unbelief. In Romans 11 32, it tells us that everybody's in unbelief. And so God has shown that all come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, which we hadn't got there yet. What does he tell us in the Roman group? All that fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. I mean, you know, so here we go. We're getting into this, we're getting into this thing. Uh, all Jews are guilty of sin. Tell a Jew he's guilty of sin. You might as well have walked up and just slapped him in the face. I'm serious. Uh, the Jews neither see nor hear. They neither see nor hear. Romans 11, 7 and 8. Uh, all Gentiles are guilty of sin. Guess who the Gentiles are? Everybody else is named Jew. Everybody else who is not a Jew is a Gentile. The whole world turned away from God. Romans 1, 21 to 23. Remember, we got to cover that. The whole world has turned away from God. Not one, not one seeks after God. We have a lot today that don't seek after God. We have people sitting in a pews of churches across this country and around the world that don't seek God. We have people sitting in a pews that think they're going to heaven just because they're members of the church. They think they're going to heaven just because their grandparents went to that church and their mom and dad went to that church. And they grew up in that church. They walked down an aisle. They were baptized. And they feel like that they are going to heaven, but they have never made a heart connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. They know all of the lingo. They can walk to walk. They can talk to talk. And they're just as lost as somebody out there who's never heard of God. See, they have head knowledge. 
They've got it all figured out. You cannot witness to somebody who's got it all figured out. Because they don't need God. They figured it out themselves. They don't need God. They don't need salvation. They don't need witnesses. And you can't tell them nothing. And they infiltrate and permeate churches across the planet. And you can tell it. You can tell it by their fruits. Especially when you're having a conversation about doing things and they bring up the same verses every conversation because those are the ones that they remember from childhood. They haven't expanded their biblical vocabulary. They haven't expanded their biblical knowledge. All men are declared guilty by the Word of God. It's not Jerry saying they're guilty. And it's not, it's not uh, any church saying they're guilty. This is the Word of God. Yeah, okay. yeah these, these verses that you, you just read right. are quotes out of the Old Testament that there is no fear of God. That's right. There is only the, the poison of right. vipers right. coming out of their lips. All of these are quoted right. by the Jews. Yeah. They hold the, the they were written by Jews and wrote the influence of God. And, and he's saying, um, by the way, um, you guys don't have any hope. Is there all roads that lead to heaven? Huh? Is there all roads that lead to heaven? As they say today. As you as you brought up, they all were saying, have no fear of God. All roads lead. And, and so we hold the law, and I have the law in my hands, the book of the law, and therefore, that road goes going to take me to heaven. going to take me right to heaven. And it says, thou shalt not sin, and you quoted it, the wages of sin is death. You're going to die. And, and Paul has just closed the verdict on this. And, and the thing is, is, they're not just talking about physical death, they're talking about spiritual death. The physical death, pretty much everybody's going to experience it. Pretty much. Until he comes back. We, we have a destiny with a call. A day. And so pretty much all of us are going to pass away unless Christ comes back. And so that's for, and it's a point of a man to die once and then the judgment. And so we've averted the judgment, but we still want to stand before Christ and give an account of our lives. And uh, that, that's what's going on right here. There, Paul has brought this to a verdict. And the verdict is there is no justification in this moment that anyone can offer any appeal to the law. There is no possibility. Answer once convicted of sin is death. And it says without hope and without end unless he can be forgiven of sins against God and given God's justification. I want to go into this for a moment. Is this possible? That's where... Paul's bringing to it. This is possible. In this moment, Paul proposes this is the sound of silence. Let me read the lyrics to this by Garfield. No, Simon. Paul Simon. Huh? Who is it? Uh, Paul Simon Garfield. Simon Garfield. Right? I'm going to get her in. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come 
to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. This, you can imagine, is where there is no hope. In restless dreams I walk alone, narrow streets of cobblestone, Neath the howl of a street lamp, I turn my collar, collar to the cold and damp. Think it be hot and dry? Um, when my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light that split the night and touched the sound of silence. And in the naked light I saw 10,000 people, maybe more, people talking without speaking, people hearing without listening, people writing songs that both voices never share, and no one dare disturb the sound of silence. Fools, said I, you do not know silence like the cancer grows. Hear my voice that I might teach you, take my arm that I might reach you, but my words like silent green drops fall and echo in the wells silence. And the people bowed and prayed to the neon god they made. You know the something. And the sign flashed out its warning in the words that it was forming. And the sign said, the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls. A whisper and the sounds of silence. That's where it is, that there is no God. And that song, we heard. And that was not supposed to have any kind of any kind of great accolades that we've heard it sung many times. It's hollow. You can fear the hollowness of this. And the words off the pages of the Bible are going to eclipse this one day. And there's going to be a whole hallelujah chorus way far away from this. It's going to be singing the praises of God. No one is right. Romans 3 10. No one is right. It says, As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. No one is righteous. God says there's none that are righteous. Uh, God says that all have sinned. 323. Uh, Romans 3 God says that we are all dead in our trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2 1. We're dead. We were all dead in our trespasses. There are people out there today walking around that are dead in their trespasses and sins. God says there's not even one righteous person. Think about this. Dr. Charles Stanley just passed away. We know he went to heaven, and God says he was not righteous. Until he came to Christ. Billy Graham, out of all of them, was not righteous until he accepted Christ. You think about the great evangelists throughout history. Spurgeon, right on up. None of them were righteous 
But nobody accepted Jesus Christ. None. Today, the people that we have out there, none of them are righteous unless they accepted Jesus Christ. Why are we, why are we upset and shocked? Because what's happening in governments around the world, none of them are righteous. None of them. Why do you think that there's such a mass, mass crush on Christians? You don't see them talking to the Muslims about it. You don't see them, well, you don't see them talking to the, to the, to the Chinese or the, about that because, number one, first of all, China has no God. Their God is God. But when we talk about God, Muhammad can't do this. Allah can't do this. The only person and the only way to be saved is through Jesus Christ. Period. He tells you. Here's how it works. God came down all of glory in my spirit was born in the flesh. Now, you have to understand, the creator of the universe put on his creation. Walked this world for 30 years from an infant all the way to adulthood. 30 plus years. Died on the cross. He was holy 100% man. He was holy 100% divine. Well, he's without sin. Now think about this. We all know how mischievous little boys and things are. He was without sin. <clears throat> he was perfect. He was perfect. And he tells you that the only way to heaven is through him. The only way to God is through God. I mean, Breaking it down to the least denominator you can get. God telling you, you can't get to me unless you come through me. Very exclusive. Yeah. It's very exclusive. What, what do you think he said? The path is narrow. Why is the path of destruction? It's hard for people, human beings, to accept the fact for them to come to salvation and be justified before God all they have to do is believe. Have faith that Christ was who he was. And then admit that he died for them. And repent. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't believe. I'm asking you to come be the Lord of my life. Save me. And he does. And at that moment, that fast, twinkling of an eye, you're a new creator. Your heart has been changed. Now, just like an old motor that's been vatted and cleaned and ready to be put back together, that old residue is still there. You can't get it 100% clean. Get down in the fine nooks and crannies. We all still have that old sin still in the nooks and crannies of our heart, of our mind. Paul's getting ready here. He says in his last verse, therefore, he's getting ready. You know, therefore is a big changeover word. Therefore, no one will be declared. Now he's getting to the meat and potatoes here. Declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. 
then the Jews have got to be asking themselves, what do you mean declared? Yeah. Who's the doing the declaring? Wow. And we will see, yeah, yeah, God end up yeah. in the yeah. verses yeah. that follow this, how the declaration has always been the, the way God will do it. Right? God says that there's not even one like the first. I mean, you know, right. uh, we were given the law to show that we were all sinners. First Timothy 1, 9 and 10. We were given the law to show that we were sinners. The Jews were given the law to show that that's how they thought we were righteous. Because God gave them the law. They thought their salvation was because they were the receivers of the law. Well, they missed the boat. They were receivers of the law. They were supposed to propagate the righteousness to the rest of the world. And they got greedy. Not only did they get greedy, they do what a lot of folks in Turkey. I got my salvation. You get yours the best way you can. Lock the door. Yeah, lock the door. This is an exclusive club. We ain't letting nobody in. We don't want no new people because they might be different than us. They might talk different. They might upset the alcohol. I mean, that's what it boils down to. The Jews were like that. They were so arrogant that they wouldn't even talk to people who were not Jewish. They were so arrogant that people who were of Jewish descent, but wasn't 100%, they shunned them. Kind of what happened here. You remember back when you had it, the first coming out of the interracial thing? And this whole thing that we just started yeah. says, what shall we conclude then? Yeah. Are we any better? That's right. That's the way it set yeah. the story. Are we better? Are better in what? Not at all. He goes on in Titus 3.3. He says, we were all controlled by sin at one time. <coughs> and then no one seeks after God. In verse 11, no one seeks after God. God says that there is not one who understands Men depend on human wisdom and become fools. Romans 1 22. We don't you know, What's happening today? Think about everything that's going on in, just in our country. Just think about what, what's there now. Everything that's going on in our state. In our state. I mean, we have a couple of places in this state that, that are trying desperately to become the San Francisco or the East Coast. For real. They have made that statement publicly. And they ruined a few cities. They ruined But anyway, uh, and this is right here. Here's, you want to know the answer? Men depend on human wisdom and become fools. That's what it boils down to. God says that there's no one who seeks after God. Men have all gone astray and followed their own ways. Isaiah 53 says. There's not a more perfect commentary for today's life than Isaiah 53, 6. Men are all told to seek the Lord while he may be found. And that's Isaiah 55, 6. There's only a short amount of time to find God. And eventually, when they they go find him, but it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. The ark, the ark, the ark of salvation is open. And there's going to be a day when it's going to be closed. There's going to be a day when it's going to be closed. And it's our job, because we are commanded 
to share the gospel. It's not a suggestion. When he tells us at the end of Matthew to go and make disciples of the nation, teaching them all that I commanded you, and lo, I'm with you, that is a command. You come to me, and as soon as you accept Christ and you spend some time in His Word, you, you need to go share the gospel. Every saved individual has an obligation because they have been commanded. They're high priests. They're a priesthood. Remember, he called them a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. We share the gospel. If that means they're hot, I'll be a Jesus priest. Yes, I am, but I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. You, you know, there's... Today I was getting my uh, chill on my shoulder and the stimulation, and one of the guys that put it on me says, you and me both, you know, I said, yeah, I'm going to you know, We talked last time a little bit, didn't we? He wanted to talk, but he was listening. Did he? Well, can you tell me something? Can you talk to me a little bit? No. There's a lady sitting in the other side of the machine. It's a dual machine. I was getting chilled on this side. She was on that side. He didn't know if she should hear what we were talking about. You know, it it is hard to to proclaim and, and talk about it. But you know, it's good to hear. This this black guy says, "My mama, she says, eat in the Bible." Or anything outside the Bible, blasphemy. Yeah, we got to know what they're saying on the outside so we can set the apologetics and stick to the word. And right. I said, yeah, but it was good to hear about a, a, a Christian just born in the middle of his day talk a little bit about theology. So we'll compare some more notes next time. He says, you better believe it. No one does this. Imagine that. Look around. No one does good. God says that all have turned aside. God says that people have turned aside. And all turned aside. Psalm 14 through 4. King David talking about that. Today, we're talking about his son Solomon. He said there's nothing in the world of the sun. Now there might be some new technology and stuff like that. But as far as the nature and sin of man, there is nothing new under the sun. The same, for lack of a better term, the same manure that's going on today in this world has been going on when King Solomon was alive. It's just dressed up there. I don't think they were pink and purple-haired people walking around. But I think the jest of what they were doing was the same. And here's the other thing, you know, they they want to be they want to be uh, mutilated. That term for bottomed, they were eunuchs. Eunuchs. And that's what's happening in this country today. Children are being mutilated and turned into eunuchs. Because back up. Men depend on human wisdom to become women. The people did not turn to God. Today they don't turn to God. Isaiah 9.13 The people have all walked in a way that is not good. Isaiah 65.2 Paul is taking us back and he's telling these folks, look, look your walk 
father told you this. Why do you think you were carried off into exile? It wasn't because you were overrun. It was because you disobeyed God. He still forgives you and brought you back. And what did you do? You went right back to it. Think about our children. When we're trying to train them to be good and things like that. Joe, don't do that. It's like every day you have to tell them the same thing not to do that. The bigger stuff, sometimes they grasp pretty quick with that. There's, there's one or two things. There's one or two things. You, and you can't beat it out of it. I mean, that's the way it is. And you got to tell them every day, every day, every day. They grow up and you still got to tell them. It's like, that's the, that's the thing they're hung on. Uh, it's like training the dog. You can train a dog all you want to, but if he dies, he's going to run a car. That dog is going to run a car until he dies. You can pepper spray him and do all kinds of stuff. He hears that something about that motor or something about the way the wheels turn or the squeaking of brakes, and he's gone. Can't take it. Kids are the same way. Adults are the same way. You have grown people still doing the same stuff today that their mama and daddy told them not to do when they were little. If they come up when we did, they got whooped and they still do it. My dad told me, boy, you're going to be stupid, you better be tough. So this is going to be, I mean, that's about as bad tough as it gets. You're going to be stupid, you better be tough, but you're going to pay a price. John Wayne said, if you're going to be, if life is tough, if you're stupid, it's even harder. <laughs> uh, so God says that all turn aside, nobody's falling. God says that we have all become unprofitable. The people have closed their heart and their ears. Well, this back up here. They speak according to the sound of People speaking without talking. Or talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. There you go, right there it is. The people have closed their heart and their ears. Matthew 13, 14, 15. God says that there is no one that does good. God says that all of our righteousness are like filthy rags. Now I'm going to give you some homework. I want you to go home, find you a Bible dictionary, or Google it online, and go, go, yeah, I want you to go home and I want you to find out what filthy rags are. And then the next time you hear God says that all of our righteousness are like filthy rags, you will want to bond. It's not good. It's not good at all. It's not a sense. That's a righteousness. Yeah, that's the righteousness. The best we are without Christ is filthy rags. And when you find out what that is, not good. Not good at all. But the end of this section, yeah. It's all in sight. The courtroom is brought up the law. And the law has been transgressed yeah. against. And there's death here. Yeah. There is death. And there's silence. Yeah. That's why this sound yeah. of silence made so much sense to see what it said. And it, it really echoes this silence, this death. Death is silence. Death is, you are alone in in a sense, because you do not have God 
in the everlasting hell. It lasts forever. And so hell is a very silent place and very painful. And anything you're saying is not heard. What anything that the torment is inside of you. Right. Plus it's going to be on the outside of you. You're going to, you know, you're going to be. You're going to be. The first bad. century is bad. I mean, I don't have a word to try my medical. But then, remember, I told, I told you, you know, that you're going to be full of your faculty. And we know that because of the rich ruler that talked to, talked to uh, Father Abraham to try to get Lazarus to bring him a, a drop of water. So he's able to communicate. And he's got all of his faculty. And he is going to be able. Just think about the people that have heard the gospel and rejected it. They're going to spend eternity in that knowing they messed up. So his first plea is to go back and tell his brothers, right? Go back and tell them. Because you know, if there's any love left at all at that point, he cares about his family. And in verse 13, it says, no, you know, no one walks in the ways of God. They speak words that destroy. It says their throat is an open tomb with tongue. Uh, with their tongues, they have practiced deceit. The poison of Isaac is under their lips. So, uh, their throat is an open tomb. There is no faithfulness in their speech. None. Psalm 5, 9. Their tongues practice deceit. They speak flatly the words of pride. Psalm 12, 3. Their lips are filled with poison. They speak words of iniquity and deceit. On 36.3, they speak words to deceive and destroy. On 52.2, what in the world is going on in our government today? Every one of them right there. There is no faithfulness in their speech. Their tongues practice deceit. Their throats are open to They speak flattery and words of pride. Their lips are filled with poison. They speak words of iniquity and deceit. They speak words to deceive and destroy. They speak words that are full of bitterness. Whose mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their mouths are full of cursing. Their words are full of curses. Psalm 10 7. They're bitter. When you hear that language come out, they're bitter. Their mouths are full of bitter. They're cursing. Their words show the bitterness of their heart. Their hearts are hardened. Their hearts are black. Their hearts are black with sin. Their conscience has been dulled. And they're angry because they know there's something better, but they don't want to admit it. They don't. They want to rather argue with you and cuss you out and do all this rather than admit that there's a God who's going to stand, they're going to stand before and be judged by. They think they have convinced themselves back up to the wisdom of man that this is all fairy tale. That we are all, we are all uh, superstitious. Gullible, stupid. Yeah, we're stupid. I might be stupid. That's okay. I don't think I'm stupid. I might be ignorant about his side of the deal. And I'm going to go by my, my bad definitions of ignorance and stupid. 
I'm probably ignorant about a lot of things. Ignorant, there's nothing to be ashamed of that just means you haven't been exposed to it. Stupidity is when you've been exposed to it and can't grasp So, we've exposed them to the gospel. And through ignorance, they've rejected it. And they're going to suffer because of their stupidity. I mean, why do you got to do open your eyes and look around? This didn't happen by chance. Not at all. Not at all. And, and as much as they would have you believe that 759 or ever how many generators are exploding every day, there's only two. And if you don't believe me, go to the government website where they track the deaths during COVID. You have X number of male, X number of female, and then it goes on to something else. So no LGBTQRFUB, whatever, died of COVID. They were either male or female. Whatever gender they were born as, that's the way the death was calculated. And those, those binary people, non-binary, you ain't choosing one way or another, they don't have to. DNA's done that for them. DNA. You know, God and His infinite wisdom gave us DNA. And this crazy stuff that's going on. To get back to the wisdom of men and the ignorance that they come. Have you ever seen a squirrel identify as a horse? Don't even happen in a while. I mean, why in God's name? Try to climb a tree. These things don't happen in nature. They're human invention. They're human invention. I have seen a, a purple sheep. It was during football. Way back in the, in the 70s, East Carolina Pirates stole that dude at Carolina painted in purple and yellow. They had, they, they, had a, they had a five year investigation to never find out who kids were that died that dude. <coughs> Ramesses was not white, he was purple and yellow. But anyway, Got that dress there. That's the only time I know of, uh, uh, of animals being died. And that wasn't of their own free will. It's kind of what we're doing to our children today. Uh, and so anyway, they're quick to kill. They they speak or they are quick to kill and destroy. Proverbs one sixteen. They plan evil deeds in their hearts. They 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 they're about. Doing evil. That's what's happening today. We have so many people doing evil. You know, like a like a two seventeen year old kid that shot up the party, the birthday party. A seventeen and a sixteen year old. First off, what are they doing with them? Pray for the families. I mean, it's still sixteen of them still in the hospital. Um, they're quick to destroy. Destruction is the main thing in their lives. Their actions cause others to become broken hearted. 
Think about this. I mean, you scams, all the scams that come around. People trying to separate people from their life, Satan. That, that's destroying their lives. Destruction is their main thing. Misery is the thing that they love, the main thing they love. They want to see other people suffer. And they're callous to it. They have no feelings. They experience, they experience a life of misery. It goes back up. Why do you think they're bitter? Why do you think they're tough? Right here. They experience. Their life is misery. It's misery. Full of misery. They do not know a way of peace. They can't find peace. So why do you think we have all these kids that are addicted to drugs? Why do you think we have these kids that are on alcohol? Why do you think we have all these kids that are being medicated? Because their parents have brought them up in a way where they don't know peace. They plant evil in their heart and they're always experiencing misery and they do not know the way to peace. There is no peace for the wicked. Let me repeat that. There is no peace for the wicked. Isaiah 57, 21. There's a lot of people who don't sleep well at night because of their sin. They have no idea why they're not sleeping. It's because they're afraid that they shut their eyes. They're afraid of the dark. They're afraid of the dark. They're more afraid of the dark than they are of the light, but they won't come to the light. They do not know the way of peace, Isaiah 59, uh, 8. They will not find peace, or they will only find peace through Christ, Romans 5, 12. There's only one way to peace. Through Christ. There's only one way to connect God's way. That's go to Christ. <coughs> they do not fear God. My mother-in-law, when she talked about God, she had a reverence in her voice. And when she talked about her mom and dad, Miss Debbie talked about her mom and dad, that reverence was just a little bit lower than what she did when she talked about God and Jesus. I never heard a word, heard her mention anything bad about anybody else. Never heard her say anything bad. And she believed it. And she would tell you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything else. I've seen her sit there and be quiet. I have. And so, you can learn. We can learn. The only way we're going to have peace is through Jesus Christ. They don't fear God. They do not have a fear of God. The fear of the Lord will cause people to turn from evil. Psalm 36.1 and Proverbs 16.6. The only way you're going to turn from evil is how fear God. They don't fear God. They convince themselves that He doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. Why do you think they're able to do what they do? They have no fear of anything. You know, I'm self-made. I have nothing to do. Right here it is. Once I die, I'll fall in the field like a beast in the field, and that's it. There's nothing after this. There's no afterlife. Well, they think there might be, but they'll come back reincarnated at some level. Well, they ain't coming back reincarnated, I can assure you of that. They might come back roosting. All men stand guilty before God. Verse 19. 
All the world is guilty before God. The law has a message for all people. The law was given by God to all through the Jews. Romans 3.12 The Jews had the law and they were to spread it. They did. And the law was given so that people could see that they couldn't keep it. The law was written in the hearts of all people. Romans 2, 12 and 16. We have to understand that even those who've never heard of the law had it. And planted in their heart was part of that essence of God that was given to you at birth. It was given to man at creation. You know, we innately, some, we knew some right from wrong. The law speaks to all who are under the law. The law speaks to everybody who is under the law. We were all under the law until faith came. Galatians 3.23 By faith you shall be saved. Christ had to come to redeem us from the law. Galatians 4.5 Why did that fly came? He came to redeem us from the law because we could not do that ourselves. <coughs> we were sinful people. The law will silence every mouth. The law reveals the works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 18 to 21. The law shows that every man is a liar. Romans 3, 4. Tell a man he's a liar and watch how angry he gets. Nobody wants to be called a liar, but they are. The law leaves all people without excuse. Romans 1 20. You mentioned that earlier. There's no excuse. <coughs> the law will speak to the whole world. The law shows that all are condemned. Romans 2 1. <coughs> the law shows that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3 23. The law will show that all are guilty before God. Excuse me. The law shows that no one can glory in all, or no one can glory in the presence of God. 1 Corinthians 1 27 29. No one can stand before God and be in their own glory. The law shows that all are under sin. Romans 3 9. We just read that. The law shows that all are guilty before God. Galatians 3 10. I mean, it, this is a theme throughout the New Testament. This is a theme throughout the Old Testament. The law helps people to realize that they must come to Christ in faith. It helps them to realize that. I, I did. That's how I came. And if we sit down and drink that, we all that are saved, we came because of the law. We knew that the, the part that got me is when it says uh, all that sin and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And then you hear, you know, as a child, you hear the preacher preaching hell and damn thing. I mean, what else? They want that. And Paul's just preaching, right? He's just put this out there. And the Jews, the Christian Jews, he's talking to the Christian Jews and the Christian Gentiles in the Roman church are sitting there saying, What? What? Yes. And in the last verse, but God's going to get You know, it says, all people can know sin by law. The law does not make a person do what is right. It just points out you can't do what is right. 
The law shows that a person must be justified apart from the law, Romans 3.28. The law requires the law would require perfect obedience in order to justify. Romans 2.13. Perfect obedience in order to justify. We can't do that. We can't even be perfectly obedient to the commands that Christ gave us to follow. The law becomes a stumbling stone to all who do not believe. Romans 9, 20, I mean, they're attacking the Bible. And they're attacking the Ten Commandments. They attack Genesis. Especially Genesis. Because if they can get you to doubt the creation story, the rest of it is, is faith. The rest of it is faith. And they're trying hard. The law does not justify us in the sight of God. That's where it is. That's right here to the Jews. The law does not justify us in the sight of God. The law cannot justify us in the sight of God. Acts 13, 38, 39. The law will only, well, not only, uh, the law will not justify a single person. Galatians 2, 16, not a single person on the face of the earth will be justified by the law. Those who seek to be justified by the law have rejected grace. Galatians 5, 4. Let me read that. Those who seek to be justified by the law have rejected grace. Have rejected grace. The law helps us to know that we sin. The law helps us to know we sin. Romans 7, uh, 7 and 9. Uh, the law helps us to know we are guilty of all. James 2, verses 9 and 10. The law means that no one can stand. Psalm 133 and 143, 2. Go ahead. Except one person. Okay. Right. Jesus Christ. The law helps us to know we must be redeemed by Christ. Galatians 3, verses 10 through 13. The law helps us to know that we must be saved by grace. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. The law helps us to know that we must be justified by grace again. We must be saved by grace. Excuse me. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We must be justified by grace in Titus 3, uh, verses 5, 6, and 7. The law helps us to know that we must be redeemed through Christ. Romans 3, 24. We can not this is, he's telling us this is it. This is the way it is. You know, uh, this is Paul Harvey's the rest of the story. Yeah. This is closing the door. Yeah. He hasn't told us the rest. And no. You know, one person yeah. who, you know, made the law. The right. exclusiveness of through Christ is coming into focus. Right. Now, now they're all standing there and say, we don't have a mouth full of cursing and bitterness. They don't have a chance. Mm -hmm. But they can hear a story where one person did it. They're going to gravitate towards that one person. They're going to say, wait a minute. If he did it, in verse 21, he's shifting gears. Yeah. We'll get there, we'll get there next and, and I don't want to jump ahead because the Old Testament has in its, in, in its in Exodus a clear story here. And it has in Genesis, you know, uh, 15, with Abraham 
with African faith is belief in his credit with righteousness. So the whole point is these things were missed by the Jews. The Gentiles are hearing this. They don't have a whole lot of hanging on to the law as their justification. They don't have much justification. They're eager to come to the... Well, here, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. You know, all through the Old Testament and even into the New Testament, the Gentiles had no example. I mean, the Jews were supposed to be the, the people that were going to spread this to the world. And and they're thinking, just like Christians, some Christians today are, are out there, and that's the example that the world sees of them. And why well, would I want to be like him? He ain't no better than me. You know, we don't live our lives like, like we should. We're not living our lives in a fishbowl. And then you do good, you're out there, and you're doing great, and you're, and you're walking with the Lord, and one of your brothers and sisters comes along and takes the BB gun and pops the fishbowl you're living in and outruns all the water. And so not only have they killed their testimony, but they killed yours by association. That's why Christians need to get tough. And we need to get on those, uh, what is the term for it? Uh, uh, better. What is it when you, you just get them along and you're not really into it? Uh, complacency. That's right. You know, there's too many complacent critics. Too many complacent. I mean, you know, we have we have a lot that, that believe in works. And they think that their works and their service is what's going to get them, but we have few that will live it out. We have few that want to read the book and know what they're talking about to be able to defend the faith. And they have four or five go-to verses, and then after that, they're lost. Because they, they, they haven't grown. They're still, they're, for lack of a better term, you got children and grown men and grown women's bodies doing a disservice to the kingdom because they haven't matured. They have, they, they, for lack of a better term, they're retarded in their growth in Christ. And I'm open-minded to learn all the various different I can use the terms that they used in Louisiana back in the 60s. They're spastic. There was a great big sign that we wrote about every day going to school. Louisiana State School for spastic. I had to ask my mom and dad what that meant. And that's what you have. You have people who refuse to obey God, but yet they want all the benefits that He has to offer. They want the grace. They want the grandeur. They, they, want the, they want the allure. They want the pat on the back. Brother, you're doing a great job. But yet, they don't know Jesus Christ. They don't. And it, it's going to show. Their fruits are going to show. And they're going to be embarrassing. And it's going to make it harder for the brothers and sisters who are doing the work of God to be able to do it because they're going to say, well, look what you have here. How are you going to defend that? Oh, they said, they need grace to but that loses some argument or some that loses some some appeal when you're trying to to convince people the need of Jesus Christ. It's amazing what two or three words can do to a situation. So many. Any questions, any comments?
about a fire that was like a year old. It's important. It is important. We don't understand, and we haven't made it important in our lives that this is life and death. And I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking spiritual life. There are people out there that are going to spend eternity in hell because of us. Either our lack of carrying the gospel or because of our actions that drove them away. And when we stand before God, that blood is going to be on us. And we're going to act with it. And we don't think about these things. We think that, you know, we've heard these when we were children. Nobody preaches them today. So when I ask the question, who's in church today because of you? Think about that. Who's not here because of you? Because that blood is on you. Yes. Yes. That blood is on us. And so, if we would pray for those who are healing, look out. People are going to start getting saved. People are going to start. And I don't care if they come to be Christian back there. That will bother them. As long as they are named or written in the language of the life, that's what we're called to do. It's not about miracles. It's not about growth. It's about salvation. And that's where we get called up. Numbers. The best thing I ever seen when I walked, the first thing I seen when I walked in this church, ain't no number board up there. And that's the best thing that ever happened. It's the best thing that ever happened. Because numbers can become depressing and they can also become your drive rather than a doctor. Any questions? Any comments? You're talking about the Jews and the Ten Commandments, right? They couldn't keep the first Ten Commandments. Why didn't they add all these other commandments on to it? Power. Yeah, but they pride. You can't keep the first Ten. They thought they were perfect because they got to make the law. See, think about this. Think about this. Look at our Congress and our Senate. They pass laws for us and exempt themselves from that power and ego. What do you think the Pharisees and the Sadducees had? Do you think that their laws were supplied to them? No. They broke the law. They were above the law. It was for common folks. If they couldn't keep 10, they couldn't keep 600 or 800 of them. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's like today. I mean, you know, we don't have that many. We don't have that many commands that we're to follow. Love your neighbor with all your heart, with all your love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others you'd have them do unto you. Preach the gospel wherever you go. And remember, oh, I'm with you always. Disciple people. Teach them the commandment that I taught you. You know. I mean, we got people. We got people that won't even walk across the street to meet their new neighbor. How you expect them to go stand on the sidewalk and greet a stranger and share the gospel? We got folks that, that won't even share the gospel with their children at home. We do. You share the gospel, and then they get angry and don't want to hear it. So what do we do? We quit. Because we don't. None of us want to be told no. We won't share it with our children. If our, if our children and our families are rejecting us. And they know it. What do you think? Joe Blow on the tree who don't get it. Don't know, you don't think he wants to send me up? He might. 
But I guarantee you, he'll probably listen to you easier than your children will. Or your family. Because the first thing Adam's probably going to say, well, I don't remember when you did this. I said, yes, and I was wrong, and God forgave me for that. Hmm. Oh, you think you're better than me? No, I don't think I'm better than you. I just know the difference now that, that, that I'm with very imperfect, and that I'm still imperfect, and I still make mistakes. Oh. And, and it's like, it's like, well, you just think you just think you, you've got it made. No, I, no, I don't have it made. I know that the only reason I'm able to do what I'm doing is because of the grace of God. Oh, so you're going to go like, you know, depending on how I'm just, this has not happened in my life exactly like that, but it has happened. You know, it's, you know, Jesus tells you, said it's hard to witness in your own past. Right. And here, here in John 12, but back to Romans first. It says, Paul's talking to the congregation, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, his tolerance, his patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance. Right. And in John 12, 39, 37, even after Jesus had done all these miraculous signs, in their presence, they still would not believe him. This is getting to the latter part of just before he he's going to die. Just think about this. He he had no believers. They none of them. I'm talking about the Jews here. That includes the disciples at this point in time. But guess what? Guess what? Look at what happened. To you. Think about when. Think about when the when. When they start building that temple in Israel, think about the people that are going to be shouting about this. The end times, blah, 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 You know what? You know what the, the mainstream global media is going to say? These bunch of little kids. You need to take them off the street. They lost their little minds. They're crazy. Get them out of here. They don't know what they're talking about. Think about this. What do you think they're going to do when we wrap them up out of here? Now you talking about new people driving down the road, all people, the whole people look out here. Imagine if you were on an airplane and, 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 and people just disappearing on the airplane. There ain't nobody left. We're gonna fly that right until it runs out of fuel. You know, uh, it's gonna be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Kids gonna be sitting in classrooms. Gone. They can't explain nothing, and some will wake up. Some won't. Yeah. But the time's coming when they'll exchange the truth for a lie. Yeah. Yeah, they will. I mean, because the church is going to have to get out of here because we're going to know who the, we're going to know be on an antichrist. Antichrist. I mean, there's millions of people hollering the antichrist. That's why they're out. Yeah. And he tells them that that was Jacob's wrath. It's not for the church. The church is not going to suffer Jacob's wrath. We're going to endure to that time coming. And it's going to get harder. It's already starting. It's already starting. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And crazy. No, I mean, no wonder he says endure till the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have reached the place of where it started to where truth, moral, and, and, and integrity 
murder and, 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 and rape and chaos is going to be the law. It's getting there. We're going to be asked. Probably some of us before we go are going to have to make a choice between our family and Christ. I've had that conversation with my wife. And I said, what do I do? I said, I know what I want to do. Do what God called you to do. He said, most likely you don't kill them anyway. I said, what about our children? He said, do you think you can really denounce you? That's right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I mean, these are questions, you know. It's a shame that you even have to have those conversations as, as a family. But we're going to be faced with things like that. I don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, am, I would not be at all shocked if one day they don't come drag me out of here. I wouldn't be shocked at all. If it happened tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked. But it's coming. It's coming. And if it doesn't happen to me, the next man standing there is probably going to. It's going to get harder and harder and harder. People are going to get scared to associate with Christians because they're going to be they're going to be singled out. Singled out in public. Oh, look at you. And then when it, and then when we're gone, you just think about these people that are left here on earth. Are they going to be able to stand true and reject? The mark. Because if you take that mark, you're dead. You're dead. There ain't no, oh, I made a mistake. That's about like, that's about like dying and not accepting Jesus Christ. Well, well you're dead. That's how serious this is. And the the more I read and the more I understand the Word of God, the more motivated I become of, of trying to communicate to each one of us here that it's our responsibility. If this church is not growing, if this church is not sharing the gospel, it ain't my fault. And it ain't, it, it, what it holds me, yes, I guess you can it and do a better job of, of, of being an example of sharing the gospel. It is and I know it is. I know it is. I mean, when I've used our church as an example, I'm not condemning our church at all. It may not be growing. Always We're growing at the pace Christ wants us to have because we don't have the disciple making in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's growing. We're growing spiritually and we're growing physically. And there's people that are hungry for the Word of God. There's a party that God puts them in front of us. And, and He does. And He has. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, we have new folks coming in. Just think about this. For those of you that have been here, this church looks nothing like it did when I came here almost seven years ago. Nothing. I mean, new faces, new people, new new everything. It, it, it's grown. Why are you bringing people in here? You know, people are coming here Somebody may have invited them if they may just go by and see and then they come here and they stick around because God let them do. I mean, that's, I, mean, I can go here all night and it's almost 8 30 for the. But it, it, 
an important thing for us. It's an important thing that each one of us needs to come to the understanding that no matter where we're at, it's our job to share it out. And if we get to where we can't get around, our mobility is gone, we can pray for those who are. We can pray for those who are. 